Good morning and welcome to Breakfast with the Beak. I am your host, Johnny Rich. <coughs> Jesus Christ, man. Do you want to listen to all that? I would like to listen to that. Good morning and welcome to Breakfast with the Beak. I am your host, Johnny Goodtimes. Joining you from probably some kind of secure beak bunker, who the fuck cares? Joining me from that place, wherever it is, is my sidekick. Hey, I'm Dr. Eisenberg. How's it going? I could ask you the same thing, Dr. Eisenberg. How's it going? Oh man, it has been a busy week for the underground alternative uh, lounge act scene. You know, it's, this has been slipping by me, so do go on. Oh no, no, no! I'm sure you you know about this stuff. I mean, uh, uh, I imagine people seen on the news now. Staple Face Steve has died. Oh, um, okay, you're right. Yeah, I, I've completely forgotten about. It was, that. They had the video the on the news there. on uh, Friday morning. You guys probably know him better as Momar Gaddafi, a dictator who led Libya for over 40 years. Yeah, yeah, that would um, be the guy we recognize, the man with the candle wax stump for a head. Yeah, 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 that's him. But he, he would also, in addition to enjoying being a dictator, he also loved lounge performing. I called himself Staple Face Steve, and his, uh, his, his beautiful and mysterious Amazonian guard he always kept with him. I was fond of them. Yeah, he called them uh, his hot butter biscuits. Staple Face Steve and his hot butter biscuits were a staple of the lounge scene in uh, in Hamburg on the Reeperbahn for a years. Staple, that's clever. That's how right, right. It. He's a staple of the scene. Yeah, <laughs> oh, see, Staple Face Steve. It works well. He had this whole showman persona. You didn't get to see. You could kind of tell because the way he dressed. Yeah, well. Yeah, that's just, that, that's just crazy old guy clothes, though. I mean, and yeah, I mean, he he left for one last gig. We thought it was okay. Uh, he went back to Libya. The rebels found him, dragged him out of a pipe, beat the shit out of him, shot him in the face. So that's how it goes. Well, yeah, that's that's what uh, that's what happens when you're a dictator, which is why uh, you know not the best way to fu- to finance your uh, your lounge singing career. No, no, he's really was just trying to walk the line between two different worlds, and it didn't work out. No, sir. No, but sir. Uh, an old uh, a colleague of his, not from dictating, but from showman stuff. Ah, that's was, one of the uh, colleagues we like, John Chippo. Uh, front man of John Chimpo and the Fresh Banana Manginas. I'm familiar with their work. They've been doing the circuit a long time. They oh, do right. a great show, too. I they, do. they do. The Fresh Banana Manginas. They're just like ten guys. They're these big, muscled, like, oily guys in yellow Speedos. And they don't... They do a dance show. Well, by John Chimpo. They almost but, have to in those outfits. But, but they don't just dance. I mean, they do magic... They do, like, murder mystery theater stuff. The murder mystery theater is fun. I, I actually was able to go to one of those. I, I didn't actually pay for the ticket. That's expensive as shit. But I got bumped off this flight, and they gave me tickets. And it, it, it would, it That's was a great a deal. Night. It was a fun night. That's really it's, cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Uh, That's, yeah, yeah. No, definitely. Yeah. You guys ever get the chance. Yeah. But so, recently, uh, John Chimpo, this actually came out on Thursday, Yes. Uh, has sort of teamed up with Blumpkin the Clown. Teamed up is a strong word. John Chimpo has begun appearing adjacent to Blumpkin the Clown. Yeah, okay, that's fair. That's fair. Their, their chemistry is a little up in the air, I think. But uh, Blumpkin can't afford the, all the manginas, but... Nor should he be able to. I mean, you know, that's... The, yeah. That's a, it's kind of a premium deal. But he's got John Chimpo. It's an A-list act. I mean. Yeah, but he's got John Chimpo in his new video. He his does. new commercial, so... He does, and that's a video you can find at our website. You guys can check it out on thebeak.org. Yeah. Uh, it's on YouTube, too. If yeah. you're already a, a subscriber to our YouTube channel, boom, even better. Exactly. So, yeah, check that out on thebeak.org. And while you're at thebeak.org, 
maybe pop into the comments section, leave us a, a topic. Yeah, totally. You can also email us those topics at topics at thebeak.org. Yeah, uh, facebook.com slash beggars with the beak. You can leave them there. Yeah, we're yeah. all over the place. It's we're the internet. Fucking we're, everywhere. We're, we're, we've, got our fing- we've got our fingers in many pies. So, so on what's on this note, week's topic? Yeah, on that note, let's yeah. pick this topic. Awesome. It's a lot of dice this week. Yeah, try, try to roll better than a five, dude. Maybe I would if you didn't bring me down with your negativity. You know what? I'm going to roll. <laughs> Oh, hey, that's way better than a five. That's, yeah, all right, that's, that's better. A very, I, I that's forgive a, you. That's a very big number. That's America a, forgives you. Ba, ba, ba. That is a 50. Oh, cool. Holy fuck. All um, right. And 50 is uh, stuff from infomercials. Why can't we make it do the stuff they show it doing? Nice. Submitted by Cassie in Salton, Washington. Thank you, Cassie. Cassie, long-time uh, topic person. Uh, <laughs> Asking us to talk about infomercials. Friend of the show, Friend Cassie. of the show. Yes. Yes. All right, infomercials. Infomercials. Now, I mean, it really depends on the category of infomercials, how well they work. That's true. I because, think. I mean, a lot of infomercials are for exercise equipment. Yeah. And uh, that shit doesn't work because you're not actually using it. That That's the thing is... You gotta actually do the exercise stuff. You gotta They're get like, out there and crunch it up. Right. Even the stuff that fits in your living room, you're like, do this while you watch TV. And it's like, maybe I want to lay on the couch while I watch TV and not cause myself unnecessary pain. That is a, a, a reasonable thing to want. Mr. Abrolofleksercizer. Yeah, the, the Abrolofleksercizer, yeah. 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 And it's like when my, uh, back in the 80s, when my parents bought an exercise bike... And then turned it into a coat rack. Everyone's parents did that. I mean, half the treadmills in America, I would say at least. At yeah. least half the treadmills in America. Uh, you can't actually stand on them because the uh, the tread part has a box of old Star Wars guys on it. Totally, yeah. yeah. Or, or like old records or something. Yeah, I know. mean, mine would have Star Wars guys if I had a treadmill. Yours would. And if you got rid of that treadmill, you could put up like a nice display case. Yeah, because I'd have the floor space. With the like little lights and you could do shadow effects. Yeah, yeah. Know, I, I could like take like a whole shell of it and recreate Jabba's palace. That'd be nice. That'd be beautiful. And that's why, that's why the exercise equipment doesn't work for Johnny. Because he's more interested in his Star Wars figures, so... Well, they're awesome. Yeah, totally. I'd, I'd have more fun with those. Yeah, no, than... I mean, I want to get I want to go get them and play with them right now. Right on. Yeah. Yeah. You smash them together, make them fight. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's why those don't work. But yeah. that's not what we're really talking about, are we? There's there's another category of, um, of, of I think, very dubious. Uh, I don't... I don't know this firsthand, but, uh... The category of of pubic hair removal products. This is a real category. They're oh, they're on infomercials all the time. There are waxes and there are strips and there ah, are yes, yes. little zappy things and well, whatnot. I remember in the uh, the the late nineties, early two thousands, uh, the golden age really of infomercials. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I recall there was a, a magical little product called Nads. Yes, there was one that was literally called Nads. Yes, it they didn't. Straight out say it's for taking hair off your nads, but it was called nads. Right, right. It was body hair removal. Now, yeah. just a disclaimer: I've never personally attempted to remove body hair other than trimming my beard. But sometimes I date women, and <laughs> not today, but I have dated many women in the past. And yeah, all totally the- tons. You're, you're, yeah, you get laid all the time, man. You've got a hundred girlfriends, and they all live in Canada, so you don't know them. <laughs> but you shut up. But the point is. From from everything I have been told, none of the hair removal products out there 
are as as fun and painless and simple as advertised. Well, no, because you're ripping hair out. Well, yeah, or zapping hair out, or oh, right, <laughs> or supposedly rubbing on a magical cream that makes it just not grow, and probably because it's full of acid or poison or, or something, weed killer or something. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, pubic hair removal, bullshit. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah. they, there are more legitimate ways to go about doing that if you have to. I mean, they some of them work. That's true. They're just not. Painless. Not at all. They're not easy. They're, they're not, oh, you, you know. No, they're, they're probably quite horrible. Yeah. Just I, because once upon a time for a Halloween costume, I needed to wear some, uh, some knee socks. Okay. The problem is the socks would not stay up. So I, uh, I secured them in place with some tape. Oh, you should have used those, those stay put socks on Red and Stimpy. You just well, fill, then, fill them with glue. Well, that's almost tape. That's glue. Okay. The point is that when the time came to take that tape off, <laughs> yeah, I left some perfect little like hairless uh, lines on my legs. And that hurt like hell to pull off. I bet that was painful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You ever pull like a, a, a bandaid off your arm where there's some hair and it hurts? Oh sure. Yeah, like that, except more hair and it's duct tape. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that was a fucking treat. Right on. And, uh, so yeah. Yeah, so that's what happened with those. And so, uh, I mean, it sounds like so far, like, you know, infomercials are kind of half-truths. Like, the exercise equipment will work if you're willing to put the effort into it, but if you are, you're probably already jogging or going to the gym or something anyway. Exactly. And the hair removal, removal stuff will work, but it's going to hurt a lot more than they say. Exactly. So, yeah, it's, it's okay. But I think what this topic is really asking about right. is... Uh, uh, the vast and glorious world of infomercials relating to uh, to food preparation. Okay, sure. Because those are the best ones. I use my Foreman Grill all the time. Well, that Foreman Grill works. Yeah. It does exactly what promises. It, uh, it, it grills food, and it cuts the fat by letting it drip off into a little tray that the cats try to get into. It totally does exactly that. Yeah. So I'm, so, I'm okay with George Foreman. Yeah, no, George Foreman has never wronged me. No. Makes a good grilled cheese, too. Absolutely. Hell yeah, man. Yeah. If, you, if you don't mind some little lines on your grilled cheese, which I don't, it makes it feel like it was cooked on a real grill. The lines certainly don't do any harm. No, they're crunchy. Yeah. And that's good. You want a grilled cheese to be a little squishy and a little crunchy, and this gives you both. Right on. You know, it's, it's yeah. fucking magic is you what that it. is. It's, right there. You know, yeah. Yeah. But then so what, what other... was delightful, but... Yeah. What I'm other kitchen for, products have you used? I'm thinking of the greatest infomercial of all time. Okay. The Showtime Rotisserie Oven. All right. You familiar? I, I've seen uh, bits and pieces, but refresh my memory. It was a little magic box that sat on your counter, and it had a little turning uh, rotisserie apparatus inside. Okay. And you could skewer whatever you wanted. You could stick a pot roast in there. You could stick a, a whole chicken in there. You could take racks of ribs and wrap them around the, uh, the rotisserie apparatus and let them turn. It was, it was like a toaster you, oven with a little spinny... Thing are in it? Well, if you want to be crass about it, then yes. Okay. Go on. <laughs> and the beauty of it was, it was, uh, it was a very, it was mostly inactive, the amount of work you had to put in it. In fact, you could put your chicken in, and you could set it and forget it. Set it and forget it. Set That's... it and forget it. Now, that is the mark of a winner in American consumerism. The, uh, good results for a minimal amount of effort. Yes. That's going to yes, sell yes. a million units. And... And it had a little vent on the top where the steam came out. Okay. It came with a little steamer tray. Keeps two vegetables piping hot. Oh. 
two vegetables. Yes, and a, a humorously oversized syringe for injecting marinades and such. That's you want you want your chicken to have the uh, a little kick of lime? You yeah. will, you can have that. <laughs> so did it work? Is the question. I have no idea. I never had rotisserie. One. I mean, a rotisserie chicken is is pretty good. Like if you go buy one at the store or something, oh, like yeah. one of those you go to fresh a, ones they made. Uh, like, a proper restaurant that will make one up for you. You know, I mean. Oh yeah, those are great. So if you can make one at home, that'd be awesome. That would be wonderful. Well, I've never actually tried this machine. So. Now something tells me. Now uh-huh. when they brought them out of the the, the the oven on the on the infomercial, yeah, it was of course this gloriously you know crispy, a little bit charred, but not in a bad way, like in the good way, like really properly roasted chicken chicken. Oh, yeah, totally. Something tells me that when you made that at home, Uh it just came out gray and sad and a little wet looking. Oh, like Blumpkin the Clown. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That sucks. I mean, and part of it is no doubt that they probably had chefs right there on site using all kinds of fancy spices and sauces and rubs and the like. Well, you have to wonder if the chefs that, you know, make the food for the infomercial actually used the piece of equipment that they're advertising or if they had ovens back there. Well, that's true, because what would how these infomercials worked, of course, even though they were quite long, yeah. they were not so long as to be able to make a whole chicken right there while you watched. Yeah, I'm assuming you would have to cut away. And, exactly. And... But, of course, they wanted to maintain the illusion that it was all happening live, even though it wasn't. Yeah. And they wanted to get through a whole bunch of different foods. Right. So what would happen was, Ron Popeil and his uh, hapless sidekick uh-huh. would prepare a chicken, skewer it, stick it in the rotisserie thing, set it, and forget it. Right. And then, from underneath the counter, they'd pull out another Showtime rotisserie oven with a chicken that was done. Yeah, see? Who knows where that chicken came from? It might have come from the supermarket down the street. It very well we could have. Yeah. And they'd take the chicken out, and they'd carve off a hunk, and it would be wonderful. Yeah, I mean, it sounds good. Well, that's the thing, though. They carved off a hunk of that chicken. Uh-huh. But then they would also cut to other foods you could make. Right. The ribs, the fish, etc. And you never found out what happened to that other one, because they said it and forgot about it, so... Yeah, they forgot about it forever. They might have burned that warehouse down. Probably. Yeah. But the other items, your, your your kebabs and your fish and your ribs and so forth... Right. Those, they don't even take out and sample. They cut to them. Blam, here we go. Cut away. Blam, look at some ribs. Blam, yeah. cut away. It's like, there's no proof that you're making that food. You're just showing us pictures of food at this point. And this is where we get to the wonderful, wonderful world of the food stylist. The food stylist. This is a real thing. Now, it is relatively common knowledge among the bitter bastards of the world... And that includes us, I think. <laughs> Show of hands. Show of hands okay. from the audience. Oh, yeah. everybody. That's why, you, that's why you can tolerate this. <laughs> but it is common knowledge among said bastards Yo. that virtually all food you see in commercials and print advertisements is inedible. Right. That it has been... Uh, it has often literally had paint or makeup applied to it. It has been... Uh, shellacked or covered in polyurethane to make it look a little shinier. Oh, yeah. Whenever you see a bowl of cereal in a picture, in an ad, that's Elmer's glue. That ain't milk. Yeah, because milk tends to show up a little blue on camera. Well, it it would also sogify the food. Yeah, A, it makes the cereal soggy, but it also tends to become discolored when photographed. Yeah. At least in the old days. I don't know how digital works, but what matters is they generally use Elmer's glue. It stays still. It looks pretty. Yeah. It doesn't sog up your cereal. You don't have to go through multiple bowls. Right. 
And uh, and that one, the Elmer's glue in particular, is sort of such common knowledge that when you point that out to someone, you you almost expect to get punched. It's one of those things that, <laughs> that everybody knows, yeah. but that like assholes think they're impressing you with. Right. Like when the guy's like, you know, in in England. Soccer is called football. I don't know if you would know that being an American and all. You know, like you just want to punch the guy because no shit, everybody knows that. Right. So yeah, the the Elmer's glue is like almost on that level. But yeah, there is this whole world of people who who take a uh, when they need to make the quarter pounder look like it actually weighs a quarter pound. Uh-huh. They take the raw burger and they paint it and they draw grill lines. Oh on it yeah, so totally. Yeah. That that bun is like been just. Like covered in some kind of uh, inedible, no doubt poisonous glaze to keep it in its shape, you know. And the, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the sesame seeds have been touched up with a tiny little paintbrush, like you used to to paint miniatures, you know. Right. And so forth. And indeed, this happens in uh, in advertisements, uh, television advertisements as well, which is why often there's a cutaway to a shot of the food. And then when we cut back to the people eating it, they're, you know, mm. it's already halfway in their mouth. You can't get a good look at it. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Because they can't eat the stuff that looks good because that is covered in poison and death. It's covered in art supplies. Indeed it is. <laughs> yeah, no, they, 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 they go at it with an airbrush, you know. They, yeah. Like, they put spray tanner on it. They, they blast the whole thing with hairspray sometimes. Like, there's all these weird little tricks they use. Right, sure. Well, that's, like, that's advertising. It is, uh, uh, to, to reference a show that's been off the air for six years, uh, it is on par with what is done to a dead body in a funeral home. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, that, yeah. That's, that's reasonable. Yeah, there was a one-off joke on Six Feet Under where they mentioned that and never came back to it. But, uh, oh, okay. Yeah, they basically said they do stuff to food that's worse than what we do to bodies. <laughs> nice. So basically what you're saying is that the reason uh, food preparation products and infomercials don't do what they show they're doing yeah. is because in those infomercials, they're not actually using edible food. Probably not. So the stuff you're seeing, you're like, why doesn't my kebab come out looking like yeah, that? At least because you don't want it to. At least in the cutaways to the wonderful food. Yeah. The stuff they're preparing on set and actually eating right. probably has been, if not cooked in that oven, then at least it is still real food, it is still edible, yeah. but has no doubt been gone over by a professional chef. Yeah, that makes sense. Who knows what he's doing. I mean, McDonald's. Uh-huh. I remember in a, at, definitely in the 90s and to a certain point more recently, other, other food companies have done this, other like fast food companies have done this. Okay. Uh, McDonald's in the 90s, more recently, uh, Domino's Pizza has done this. Right. Uh, they do a commercial featuring the restaurant's uh, head chef. Oh, yeah. And it's like... And he's like the guy who's in charge of making chicken wings. Yeah. Like, the official chicken wings. Yeah. Like, yeah. McDonald's apparently has a head chef who designed some kind of ultimate burger in the 90s, and he was featured in the commercial. And my thought was, why the fuck does McDonald's need a chef? There's no way that... Yeah, I mean, obviously he can't go to all four billion McDonald's locations. No. And you're not going to get that kind of burger if you actually go into McDonald's. No, you're getting the same sad-ass, squashed, soggy, fucking ketchup-drenched burger you'd get at any other McDonald's. Yeah. But apparently, somewhere in the bowels of McDonald's HQ, Uh there is a guy wearing the little chef uniform with the apron and the fancy hat... Sure. ...who is seriously... Slaving away, making these glorious gourmet artisan burgers. 
and those are the prototype. Yeah. And somebody tastes one and says, my God, this is the best burger I've ever eaten because the guy knows what he's doing. Right. And then they say, okay, take this and uh, replace the good beef with the shit we're using. Yeah. You know, replace it with the uh, the lip and, lips and anus mix that we use in our food. <laughs> and, uh, you know, get some hooves in there or whatever. You know, take these amazing, beautiful sliced onions and just put in those fucking chopped up little onion cubes. <laughs> Basically, just take everything in this burger, downgrade it to McDonald's-level quality so that a monkey could make it, and then hire some monkeys. Really, really just filth it up. Just get it extra unsanitary. And uh, So, in other words, the, he, you know, creates these beautiful, you know, symphonies of food, and then they say, okay, um, we're going to make this, but we're going to make it so we can sell it for 99 cents at a profit. Yeah. 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 So, of course, it turns to shit. Exactly. It has yeah. to. Yeah. It's like, let's, let's you know, okay, this is delicious. Let's get science to figure out how we get this on the dollar menu. Yeah, but yeah. it's the thing about science is that it isn't magic. It's not, no, no. Yeah. They can't actually make yeah. it that delicious on the dollar menu. No, no, they can't. So the answer is more salt. Right. And, uh, and lard. Salt and lard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, anyway. Sodium does make things taste better. It's it does. Not good for you. It does. Yeah. But uh, but the larger point is, I feel like something similar is happening at uh, Ronco headquarters. Okay. Where they've got professionals who know exactly what they're doing, and when they turn the crank on that pasta maker, the dough that is being extruded out of that thing has been slaved over by professionals, making like a a perfect dough, like a chemically perfect. Absolutely going to hang together but not stick to the other pieces dough. Uh-huh. Meanwhile, you try to make the pasta maker and you get these sad clumps. The, the, the spaghetti all sticks together. They, they fall off in these weird sad little chunks like, like some kind of, like, oh, I don't even know, sad pasta poop coming out of the thing. <laughs> and, uh, it's like a Play-Doh thing. Just like, you you wish it stuck together like Play-Doh sticks together. Yeah. Play-Doh, when you, when you have the, the Play-Doh extruder, right. that thing, a little crank that thing. spaghetti works better than the stuff that's coming out of your Ronco pasta maker. I think that's just because, you know, Play-Doh has that that texture that just has the... Um, oh, yeah, no, Play-Doh is magic. What do you call it when um, the thing with water? You mean all of life? And most of non-life? Is that what you're talking about? No, it's the thing with the surface tension and wait... Fuck it. It doesn't matter. I don't remember. Um, yeah. What matters is that... Play-Doh is magic. We should start a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Like a high-end expensive restaurant... Okay. ...that sells the ideal versions of pre-existing McDonald's food. That is not a bad idea. Like... We just... Really, like, delicious chicken nuggets. Yes, like actually made of chicken, not ground processed pulped chicken, but no, everyone is just this tender succulent like full morsel of chicken breast. Yeah. With, you know, state of the art breading, state of the art breading. <laughs> yeah. well, there have been amazing advances in the field. So, totally, yeah, and, and like spices and you That's know. actually not a joke. The, uh, the 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 mainstreaming of panko breadcrumbs has really just <laughs> Uh, now I don't even know if you're being sarcastic, but you know I'm what I mean. Not. Like, like you can make like a really good McRib, or like the little apple pies could be like like actual apple pies, like an actual miniature apple pie. Totally, totally. Just copy the whole McDonald's menu and take out the Mick. 
That's good. We could call it Donald's. Totally. We call it Donald's. It's the exact same menu as McDonald's. Yes, it is. But better, more expensive, but it's worth it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's like, oh, I would like a regular hamburger. Okay, we've got a team of professional burgersmiths in the back. Yeah. Just, you know, working that out for you, you know? Oh, I would like... You know, a fish sandwich. And we've got real fish. Guys back there just chopping up a whole fish and, you know, breading it and real breadcrumbs. And I mean, it's not like that's, you know, unrealistic because there are plenty of restaurants where you can get a really good burger. It just costs more and it takes longer. Well, it would here, too. Yeah, exactly. But the gimmick is it is a note-for-note remake of the McDonald's menu, except it's all wonderful. Precisely. That would be awesome. I want to eat there. The fries could be the same. And the, well, just less soggy, less chance of sog. They're oh, no. always fresh and always crisp. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I'm partial to steak fries though, like yeah. the really good steak fries. But whatever. steak fries have always come out a little soggy for me. Mm-hmm. I've been to places where they make them perfect. But anyway, that's true. I've had good steak fries, but yeah, it's just it's too much of a risk in my head. So. Oh well, okay. But oh, oh, and the shakes. Okay, the shakes could be like. Real milkshake with like real like fresh ice cream and it could have like bourbon in it. Hell yeah, it could yeah, have bourbon it's in like it. Like a damn good like ten dollar shake. I would like some bourbon in my milkshake. We can do that at Donald's. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Oh man, and the clown mascot. He'd be like one of those like postmodern Cirque du Soleil clowns who just wears like a tiny red nose and no other makeup and makes us believe in wonder again. Oh yeah, he's, he's like you know. Uh, Charlemagne the Harlequin, and uh, he only speaks in French. Yeah, and he's inscrutable. But, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. We need like Cirque du Soleil recruits from all over the place. This is this is Ronaldo. Oh yeah, you could have a yeah. Donalds could have an actual Cirque du Soleil clown. It'd be great. We could even kind of get him in like the the red and yellow suit, but it would be like you know. Uh, a red business suit with a yellow shirt. <laughs> oh, yeah. It'd be way classier. Yeah. Good evening. I'm Ronaldo. I would I would eat with Ronaldo. It's... And instead of Grimace, you could have a tasteful tombstone out front that says, Here lies Grimace. <laughs> <laughs> That's horrible. I couldn't think of a way to prove on him so that the best, the best solution is death. Oh, Grimace is perfect. Yeah. Grimace can be there, okay? <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> Grimace is awesome and fuck you. How about that? <laughs> Touche. And that's why your Showtime Rotisserie Oven doesn't work. Because you don't have the staff of Donald's working for you. Yeah. You know? Right. It's, uh, if we had that, life would be great. In fact, let's go start this restaurant right now because okay. it's not a risky investment, and we'll be fine. And yeah, we we're have not, money for it. We're not going to do that. No, no. Yeah. But what about what about the other category? First, what about infomercials that aren't exactly selling a product, but are selling like um, you know, like a service or you know, like an entertainment thing, a performer, or something like that. You mean like the ones that are trying to sell you CDs? No, no, like no, the, no, no, like Bob, the, the Bob Dylan box set or whatever. Yeah. No, no, like a local thing. Like uh, you know, you turn on on cable in New York, for example, and you see, um, you know, like Uncle Magic. Well, that's not an infomercial. That's just a commercial. It's a commercial, but if it were longer, you know, if it were longer, it would be an infomercial, and we'd be living in an alternate universe where Uncle Magic has an infomercial. You're missing my point. I, my, my, I don't. I don't think I am. No, 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 no. My my point is, on a smaller scale, do you think Uncle Magic 
is really as fun and entertaining as he looks on the ads. Do celebrities really hire him for their kids' birthday parties? You know what I mean? I like, think like local news anchors do. Yeah. This, I, I just wonder. I mean, he makes the show sound really fun. Shocking the clown kind of sucks, but, you know, whatever. That's a clown. That's a, yeah. that's a problem. I mean, that's yeah. a, we're not asking for that. We're asking for magic from Uncle Magic. Right. He's got it right in his name. So if he's not bringing it... Yeah, the question is, does Uncle Magic bring it? Yeah, I mean, like, if or he... Is it, or is his ads as much bullshit as, you know, the infomercials? Like, if Uncle Magic shows up at my house and all he's doing is the, the magic rings, you know, that, like, stick together and pull apart. Right. Like, I know how to do that. I can do that. If I could afford a set of those rings, I guarantee you I could blow your mind with that, except you know how it's done, too, because everyone knows how it's done. The rings it's have a little re- crack in them. That's not even really learning a trick. That's buying a prop with yeah. the trick built in. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. I guess I could buy some regular rings and cut a little crack in them, but that's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that's exactly it, you know, or, or like if I practice the cups and balls trick, I could probably get really good at it, you know? Yeah. But like, if he's doing that, who cares? But if Uncle Magic comes to my house and flies... Oh, holy shit. Yeah. Totally. Like, if Uncle Magic comes to my house and he's like, oh, by the way, I can fly? Yeah. Hell yes, you can fly, Uncle Magic. That would be amazing. Then he would totally be worth all the hype. Yeah, yeah. Here's, here's... Like, if he comes... I mean, even if he's just doing, like, like, like David Blaine stuff, even, like, even that would be enough. Like, you know, he, I pick a card, and then he's like, was this your card? And he lifts up my shirt, and it's tattooed on my nipple somehow. Yeah. You know? That's it's pretty like, good. Yeah, that's good enough. I yeah. mean, it's like, well, I don't remember you doing that, Uncle Magic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. That's yeah. pretty good fucking magic. Yeah. Now, so here's what I'm thinking, okay? Here's my real point. Uh, a, a lot of these guys, like, I, I'm worried that Uncle Magic might be a letdown. Like, he might be offering more than you get. Like, he's offering something that's good enough to entertain kids. Yeah. But who cares? Right. Kids. Exactly. But I, I think there's there's one example of a performer who show, demonstrates exactly as good as you could possibly get, and I think that's Blumpkin the Clown. That's true. Blumpkin the, Bl- uh, Blumpkin the Clown, pardon me, it's a tricky name. Yeah. Blumpkin the Clown. You know exactly what you're getting with him. Yeah, you, he he really uh, he really uh, communicates his uh, his overall energy level very well. Right, his um, his he's honest about his shortcomings. He is. It's yeah. not his rabbit. No, no, no. And that'll cost extra. Yeah, so. exactly. I I think I think you know what you're getting into mm-hmm. when you hire Blunk and the Clown. Yeah. So he's not a letdown. There's no risk. You know what There's I mean? Really not. There's and a- that's that's I think a unique dimension of, of honesty and advertising. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it costs $15. Right. Yeah. There's worse ways to spend 15 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> there is. <laughs> yeah, there are. You yeah. could you could make confetti? You could... Out of money? <laughs> yeah. You could spend it on lottery tickets and win nothing. Use ones. It's more bang for your buck if you're going to use the confetti thing. Um, <laughs> you use a 10 and a 5, that's only that's only two bills worth of confetti. That's true. You use ones, that's 15 bills worth of confetti. It's the same amount. I mean, same investment. So, uh, You could also um, you could use the confetti to line your rat cage. That's true. That's you got true. pet rats. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, rats, they, they need to poop somewhere. So. Yeah, they do. So, yeah. you know. So until next week. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea if that's the end. I think that's the end, though. Keep on dancing. Keep on dancing. And, uh... Yeah, just buy pasta. You know, it's cheap. You don't need a pasta maker. You really don't. Pasta is not one of those things you need to make. No. At yourself. It's I mean, just, like, it comes in the box. I guess it's better fresh, but not that much. I don't think it makes that big a difference. No. you got to get it wet anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So until next week, uh, get sweaty for spaghetti. <laughs>
<laughs> hey, assholes! <laughs>